It's the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm gonna tell you, brother. Take this, brother. I've always dreamed about having a brother. Brother Michael. Number six for Colvin. My brother Anakin. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Colvin Brothers. Brothers, we're the Colvin Brothers. Tell your brother the stockyards are ours now. Colvin Brothers on Z93. But Marge, I want to see my brother. So, what did your brother do to you? Mom always liked you best. Steven. I am your brother. The Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. <laughs> New bat time. Same bat channel. The Colvin Brothers. 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 On Z93.
Good afternoon, everybody. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93, kicking things off with Sticks. Too Much Time on My Hands, from Sticks' triple platinum album, Paradise Theater. I still have the vinyl copy I purchased in 1981 with my own money. And uh, well, you had to have it because the flip side of of the LP was just an etching. There wasn't anything on the label. It was an etching of the uh, Sticks logo at the time, and it was it became an instant collector's item. And if you're new to the show, that's a perfect segue there, man, Mike. You think? If you're new to the show, me and Michael were usually on a little bit later on Sundays, but this is our new time slot at 3 p.m., and Michael is the music guy. I'm the movie guy. Put us together. We're the Colvin Brothers. We are the Colvin Brothers. Uh, a brief reintroduction. I probably identify most as a dad now, anybody that follows my Facebook page or sees me out in the wild knows that I have a trusty sidekick that I'm rarely seen without, Bryce Colvin. She is four years old. This July will mark my 35th anniversary of doing radio, although not consistently, but I got into radio in July of 1986, and I've had my own DJ business, Mad Mike and Friends, for about 35 years as well. There was a brief period where I was partnered with the guy you heard earlier on Z93, Rick Zolz. We had Mad Mike and the Zolz for a bit, but we decided we could make more money if we were separate. <laughs> and the Zolz will be kicking off the Renegades game later on today. First pitch, I believe, is 435, so definitely tune in for that. My name is Steven. I also go by the Sizz. I've been DJing. I don't even know how long it's been because my first job was carrying Michael's speakers to the car. And he'd be like, yeah, you want to make $25? <laughs> Which is more than I got when I was the guy that carried speakers. And then uh, I did radio for eight years. I got into sports for a decade, so I was the man behind the microphone in a bunch of different baseball teams and hockey teams and colleges and stuff like that, including the Hudson Valley Renegades. But uh, here we are now together on Z93, and we just want to do a quick reintroduction. We'd like to do themes on our show. Yeah, that's a big thing of what propels uh, the, the music and our conversation. And because we have a new time slot this week, we figured why not do a theme on time. Yeah, so we already did uh, too much time on my hands, which we wish was the problem in our lives, trust me. Uh, right now we're going to kick it a little bit more classic style with The Doors. This is Love Me Two Times, a song that was considered a little risque for radio play back in the day. Everything that Jim Morrison did was risque. Well, I didn't even know this. In my old stomping grounds, when I worked for the New Haven County Cutters, uh-huh. it was banned in New Haven, Connecticut. Well, Jim Morrison was famously arrested in New Haven, Connecticut for showing off his manhood. That's a famous story. So there you go. We're dropping knowledge already. The first hour it's all us, the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Love me two times, baby. Love me twice today. Love me two times, girl. I'm going away. Love me two times, girl. One for tomorrow, one just for today. Love me two times, I'm gone away Love me one time, do not speak Love me one time, yeah my knees got weak Love me two times, girl, love me all through the week Love me two times I've gone away Love me two times I've gone away
could not speak Got me one time, baby Yeah, my knees got weak Love me two times, girl Love me all through the week Love me two times, I'm gone away Love me two times, baby This is Louis Chu. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers at their new time, Sundays at 3 p.m. on Z93. It's the time of the season When love runs high In this time, give it to me easy And let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the sun to promise Show you everyone It's the time Of the season For loving What's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? He rich. Is he rich like me? Has he taken Any time, to show, to show you what you need to live. Tell it to me slowly. Tell you why I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love.
It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. The theme today is time. Zombies, time of the season going back to the 60s. Yes, well, it was recorded in 67 for the Odyssey and Oracle LP that went nowhere initially. And then a DJ started playing the song uh, a year or two later. And uh, the zombies had already broken up. It became like a top three hit. And is still not only heard constantly on radio everywhere, but it's it's often used in, in commercials as well. When we do themes on our show, me and Michael usually go back and forth on some songs that we want to include. But if you guys want to you know, include some of your own picks, you can go to the Colvin Brothers on Z93 Facebook page. We do read that. We do post. Now, since again, we're reintroducing the show, we have a topic-oriented thing that goes with the Facebook page. It's called the Colvin Five. Yeah, it's a way of crowdsourcing. I guess that's the way the millennials would refer to this. And what's cool about it is that what we found out very very early on, we have listeners literally around the world. And one of our most faithful listeners is in Denver, Colorado, and hangs on almost every word. I went to school with him. At the, I went to Van Wyke with him because he, he had gone on to a different high school. But um, it just brings everything together knowing that we've got people in Colorado, West Virginia, Nevada, Texas, you name it, and, and other countries and as Guam. well. And Guam. We're huge in Guam. <laughs> the Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On Z93. All right. So the topic this week, folks, what was your first car? And for me, it was a 1986 Ford EXP. It was this horrible hatchback silver car. And I thought it was cool because dad took me to this place on Route 9. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize it was a lemon factory. It's no longer there now. It's on 9W. But I, think, I, I, think, I, bought, <laughs> I think I bought one of my girlfriends a car. That's <laughs> uh, You know, the head gasket eventually went. But uh, yeah, I thought it would be cool because it was a two-seater. And, my, and dad was like, well, it's a hatchback, so it's not really a sports car. I'm like, dad, it's like a sports model. He's like, all right, if you say so. He was driving around in a Chevy Vega at the time. What did he know? <laughs> and this is another story for another time because before I crashed this car and uh, it met its infinite end, there was an inter section right by 82 and All Angels Road, and there wasn't a light there back in 1995. There is now. There is now. I call it the Stephen Colvin Memorial Light, and you can still find pieces of his hubcap <laughs> along the side of the road. Oh, good riddance. What about you? We talked about your car two shows ago. What's, well, uh, I, I, I'm never going to run out of uh, 65 Ford Falcon stories, but I've already told the famous one about uh, it dying in front of John Jay and every school bus passing me. It was a lemon. It was, a, at that time, a 21-year-old car. So, you know, if you see somebody in 2021 driving a car from 2000, you're not going to bat an eye. Trust me, my 65 Falcon looked like something from another <laughs> century in 1986. Yeah, they talk about a gas shortage. Back then, there was a freaking uh, primer shortage. And, and when, when, when the car was actually made, they only had lap belts. Now, I started driving before the seatbelt law came in. But a big part of the seatbelt law is like you have to have the shoulder strap because what was happening is if you crashed with the car at the lap belt, the force could literally split your body in half. So I'm better off that I never had a serious accident. I did have one. I was making a left off of Brothers Road onto Myers Corners, and many years later, I ended up doing the wedding of the woman that I crashed into. I think you have a story for everybody they did a wedding for. Yes. All right, number five from you guys, the Subaru Brat or Cruck, as Denver Derrick calls it. Yeah, he had a great photo on our Facebook page of him sitting in his first one in 1985. And then one of with the current model, which is, you know, they, they only made them for like six or seven years. But, you know, he fell in love with the model. And uh, God bless him. I, I imagine in Colorado, it doesn't look as weird as it would here in Poughkeepsie. Did Lane Majority come with the car? Yes, I come with the model. You can just find me in the bucket seat listening to the spinners. <laughs> uh, number four, Cousin Marty in Vegas, a 67 Chevy Chevelle. Now, Marty had a bit of an advantage because, as you might recall, our Uncle Tommy worked for GM. That's why uh, 
He started out in Terrytown, New York, but they closed that plant. Worked for a time in Detroit, yep. which is where they make a bunch of cars. Yep. And then uh, they sent them out to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma City to, to run things down there. So the way that it worked is Uncle Tommy would go through a car and they would filter down through the family. Our grandmother would get them. Our father would get them. And apparently Cousin Marty got one, a 67 Chevy Chevelle sometime in 1984. Was that the car that ended up in Dad's garage that he forever tried to paint? And they had the paint was all the no, way No, no, that, that was the Vega. That oh, was that the was Vega. Vega? <laughs> All right, number three is 64 Ford Falcon, 170 cubic inches of six-cylinder power. If I made a left, the passenger door would fly open, taking the passenger with it. That's Jim in Warwick. And we're going to find out that that's a theme because number two is a 1970 Chevy Camaro 6.9L Turbo 400 tranny, not that kind of tranny, with a Hurst Shifter 911 Posi, rear rusted, I feel like I'm doing a Beast Boys <laughs> lyrics, rusted up floorboards and trunk, and uh, this is our brother-in-law Chris up in Albany now. Uh, when he made a sharp left turn, the passenger side door would also fly open. Did you ever have a car that would do that? My car that I bought for $400, thanks to our brother Christopher, mm -hmm. um, it was a 1980 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Yeah. And the driver's side door was locked. So I had to go in through the passenger door. I remember door. that almost Dukes of Hazard style. Yes. Coy and Vance style. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually we figured it out. Um, our big closer. Big closer. Oh, man, this is bringing me back to the days of Jude. <laughs> Mighty Jeff Semantic, who's also our board op for the Renegades games. And a great singer. He comes out to Wednesday karaoke at Mahoney's. And this is a 77 Ford Pinto wagon. Now, I want to stress, these are not the ones with the exploding gas tanks. That was the hatchbacks. Our mother had a 1980 uh, Ford Pinto wagon. That was uh, pretty much the end of the line for the model. But you have to realize that we were a growing family. There were five kids and two adults and sometimes a grandmother thrown into this thing. So I never saw the front of the car until I learned how to drive on it. I was always in the backpack with my uh, giant boombox that I bought from Jarek Drugs and a set of headphones. I remember that boombox. I was on the hump. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the Colvin 5, folks. Set your alarm for 3 p.m. Sundays. It's Colvin Brothers time on Z93.
It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93, Pink Floyd time, and the theme is time this week. That's going out to Ron at the Castle. Ron Lissota, the guy that gave me my first official job, you might not even realize this, that was uh, from Rent-A-Kid. If you recall, by the time that you came along, I think it was higher team, but yeah. Rent-A-Kid was a cool thing. Mom saw a, a, an ad in the Poughkeepsie Journal and was trying to get rid of me anyway. So um, I think at the tender age of 13, I started working for various... But the first guy I worked for was Mr. Yagmai, who um, had a couple of kids of his own, but they weren't quite old enough to paint his houses. Wow, wax on, wax off. You bet. And then eventually I uh, I got a job doing the lawn at the Castle Racket and Fitness Club, which led to me working in the nightclub when it was an adult club. You don't even remember that. It was an adult club. I was a bar back. And then they realized they would make more money if they uh, rented it out as a teen club. And then I got hired for that. I always thought it was an adult club. And you corrected me on that. So it kind of was similar to Club Soda, which was on Route 9. But mom never let me go to that anyways. But I used to go to the castle because Jennifer worked there too. Mm -hmm. And mom was like, you know, take your brother, get him out of the house. And I would go (laughs) there and I would play racquetball and tennis. Basically, every job I've ever had, I always took one of my siblings because there were so many of you. And what's funny is that now that I've got Bryce, like she does DJ gigs with me, it's insane. She's the waiver kid. Yes. So this past week, a lot of you guys probably noticed, and the reason why you noticed is she's kind of like everywhere. Her name's Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane. This was sad. I, I, I didn't, you know, you haven't heard from her in many decades. I actually did. She passed away, um, what was it, on this past Saturday, but I listened to a podcast on wrestling. It's called Busted Open, Yeah. and Dave LaGreca, who is the host of it, is like this diehard rock and roll guy. Right. You'd probably be friends with him. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, Tawny Katane got involved, and she would start appearing on their podcast. So because of the pandemic, it was video podcasts, mm-hmm. and now she looks like one of those spitting image uh, Yeah, yeah, she did oh, not man. age well. Not most, most of those well, girls. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and she was a model. She was gorgeous. She was originally on the cover of a couple of Rat albums. She was also on the cover Dale, that was her first husband. <laughs> well, with the white snake? Yeah, yeah. And mom loved, if you remember, the still of the night. I, I was going to bring that up. I didn't know that you knew that piece. <laughs> yeah. I, used, I used to do overnights in my first uh, FM radio gig. And of course, mom was up all night, like I am now. And I would have to play Still of the Night. It was a contemporary song. It was the summer of 87. I would play it for her every yeah. week. I remember the album because mom had the album. Somebody has it now. Well, for those of you that can't uh, figure out who we're talking about, uh, Bowling for Soup, who used to be on with Zolls, is going to take care of that right now for us. That's exactly who they're referencing there, Tony Katane. Yeah, or if you saw the movie Bachelor Party, it's my it's my best friend Albert's favorite That's movie. A, is that, that is that the one with this being Milt? Is that that movie? Oh, uh, I, I've got to be right. Where they're in the alley? Yeah, this, be, like, this being Milt? Looking heavy, hey, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> of course, that's the part I'm going to remember. Uh, yeah. It's a great movie. You can't really reference too much of it on the show. Also in a horror movie called uh, Witchboard, which uh, Cousin Alan would appreciate. She appeared, like we said, in several White Snake videos. And uh, Seinfeld, the episode Nose Job, she was Jerry's uh, girlfriend. Now that I did not know. My favorite piece of trivia involving Tawny Katane is that she was married to a few people, but Chuck Finley, who was a pitcher for the Angels, yeah, at the least California for Angels at the time. Yeah, so they had had this, you know, this messy tabloid-driven divorce, and not long after that, the Angels were on a road game. I want to say it might have been in Cleveland, and the Zoles of that uh, stadium played a White Snake song while Chuck Finley was warming up in the bullpen <laughs> and lost his job. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had two daughters together. It didn't end very well. They were married from 1997 to 2002, but it ended when uh, she was in a coke rage. Oh. She took her high heels and kind of jabbed him in his face, and a couple days later, he filed for divorce. Yeah, you never want to be around the women when they have a coke rage. And one more nugget before we get to our next song. Another nugget? She had a year-long affair with O.J. Simpson. Well, She's the one that's alive. <laughs> well, no, no, not anymore. So, O.J., you got her eventually. This is going out to Sean in Hyde Park. He always wore the shirt, even though he won't admit it. It's poison. Nothing but a good time. We're the Coven Brothers 
on Z93. Valley Heroes. We salute you, inattentive cashier. Inattentive cashier. Sure, people are in a rush, standing there as you painstakingly stumble and bumble, searching for the UPC code on even the most mundane of items. How much for the tic You can hear them swearing at you under their breath, but you don't care. 
you'll make the same $5.35 an hour whether you work hard or not. And if a price needs to be checked, you'll waddle out from behind your register not to be seen again till the end of your shift. If there's gum, you'll snap it. If there's a cigarette, you'll smoke it. And if there's a story, you'll tell your co-workers before ringing up the seven people in line. So we salute you, inattentive cashier, your eyebrow ring, your snaggle tooth, and your smock. You are a real Hudson Valley hero. 100% classic. 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 Z93. Don't get put in time out. Keep it here with the Coven Brothers.
It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Our theme this week is time. And uh, the English rock band London Choir Boys was 7 o'clock. They were only known as the Choir Boys in England, but as often happened, I don't know if it still does because I don't even know anything about modern music. Uh, when they broke through in the States, they put London in front of them because there was already a U.S. Choir Boys, even though they weren't successful. Same thing happened with the beat. They became the English beat over here. And I think for a little while, uh, Squeeze was known as the U.K. Squeeze, but they dropped it. Anyway, that goes out to our bro, Greg O'Brien. He's the voice of the Colvin Brothers show. Um, yeah, and he always used to kick off his old show with it on Saturday night, so I figured, you know what, that's the time that we used to rap the Colvin Brothers. We were at our new time now, 3 to 4.15, so it's kind of an homage. Yeah, even in the wintertime, we're going to be in daylight. I'm yeah. loving it. So I got a new game for you. Mm-hmm. It's called Album Sneak. And what we're going to be doing is just having a casual conversation about sports. But during this conversation, we have um, six album titles. And okay. I will tell you that these album titles, for you guys to play along at home, if you, you might even know who it is, um, the Rolling Stones have an album that we're going to talk into, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, and Bruce Springsteen. The whole object of this game, and Breck, pay attention, is to give us a nice ding if we get it into the conversation and we have three each. I get worried about Breck. Did you see the <laughs> journal today? Um, so what's cool about uh, watching baseball lately is the fact that a lot of the Yankees are getting healthy. Luis Severino is almost back from Tommy John surgery. Luke Voigt came back on, what, Tuesday, I think. Yeah, and we haven't been down to the Bronx yet, but we're going to be heading down there. And I do miss going right around where the subway is where Stans is, mm. and you would literally see the physical graffiti that was all on the walls. Well, and the other thing, of course, we, we, we'd always get the uh, the dirty dog, because once you're inside the stadium, they're like $15 a piece. There's a guy that still sells them for $2, and I'm like, what is this, Five Nights in the Judo <laughs> Arena? I can't believe that he can make any money off yeah. of it. The fact that he's still there, is it's kind of refreshing, because when we go to a game over at City Field, mm. I'm like, oh man, where's where's all the, the hot dog vendors? The only thing you see is the chop shops are still there at City Field from the old days at Shea Stadium. And Tim Tebow, he retired not too long ago. He was supposed to be a New York Met. And well, apparently- he, he, he didn't retire so much as they never called him up. Come on, <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. But his boy, Urban Meyer, is the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's giving him a shot as a tight end. The second that Urban Meyer came, became the coach of the Jaguars, I was like, how long before he pulls Tebow? I thought that Tebow was just going to be a broadcaster, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Tim Tebow's in the news too much. He needs to go to wherever he's from, maybe Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame that he never excelled in baseball. But, you know, I w- he's a nice guy. Like, it's hard not to like him. Like, Johnny Manziel, Mr. Wonderful. That guy deserved every bit of failure that he had. That guy couldn't even make it in the XFL. He's one of those people that if he makes it to 30, I'll be very shocked. And another story in Queens. I don't know if you saw this. Francisco Lindor, their big $300 million man. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, hitting, he's hitting like a buck 80, and him and Jeff McNeil apparently went down in the tunnel um, and got into it. And uh, before you know it, welcome to the blackout. Jeff McNeil in the postgame conference had a black eye. The Mets are going to still be paying Bobby Bonilla long after Lindor has retired and gone on to other things. Truth. You know, so I. I I think that if I was a Met fan, I would just be praying for an emotional rescue and hope for something and hope for somebody to make the nightmare end. That is album sneak. We got that. We got through that pretty good. What'd you think there, kid? I don't want to <laughs> ever do this again. All right. <laughs> I'm going to introduce this next one. Uh, a, a longtime favorite of mine, and it's always a thrill to play them here on Z93. Blondie and a song that should have been a hit in its own right. I think it was the B-side to uh, one of their bigger singles, but it certainly got some airplay back in the day, and it's going to get some right now. It's 11.59 from Blondie. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93.
And now, Deep Thoughts with Woody. Even though I try to live my life by not judging a book by its cover, I'm pretty sure that Mein Kampf is the exception. But bringing it to court sure gets you out of jury duty. The Colvin Brothers, 3 p.m. Sundays on Z93.
Colvin Brothers on Z93. The Pretenders, Time the Avenger for Thanos and Gardner. Uh, it's always good to throw a song out to Thanos, and uh, this was a bittersweet album. The Pretenders had famously lost two founding members back-to-back with in less than a year to, to heroin overdose. So what did Chrissy Hine do? She, got, she gathered up Martin Chambers and... Uh, a couple of other, Robbie McIntosh, who I've met at Beatle conventions, and put out a wonderful album called Learning to Crawl that just took a really, really long time because they had to reassemble the group. And uh, the album stands up today. It's the one with 2,000 Miles, which is a favorite oh, of yours. Yes. Uh, Middle oh, of the song. Road is on there. Back on the Chain Gang. The Rush Limbaugh theme song, uh, where My City Was Gone, Back to Ohio. And Time the Avenger, which got a, a healthy amount of airplay in 1983. That's a lot of hits right there. Now, a lot of radio stations always do the birthdays of famous people. Mm. Colvin Brothers, we do this. Who died today? This might have a very different vibe at 3.50 as opposed to (laughs) 6.50, but I don't care. Let's roll. In 1985, American actress Margaret Hamilton passed away at the age of 82. You might remember her as the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. Hey, I knew you were going to throw that in. Number two, it's uh, on this day in 1990. There's two big, huge deaths. On the same day? Yes. That's always rough because somebody's fighting for the headline. (laughs) The first one is the creator of The Muppets and Fraggle Rock. Jim Henson passed away at the age of 53, directed one of my favorite movies with David Bowie, Labyrinth. And uh, if you if you ever got those HBO free weekends back in the 80s, you were working. But uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan was one that me, Carolyn, and uh, Christopher would watch every time that we got that free HBO. And who was the other one? I want to say Sammy Davis Jr., am I right? You are correct, sir. I, and the reason I remember this, I was in California. Candyman. I was out in L.A., and uh, I was doing something for this. They should really do a Netflix uh, series on this scam deal. Faces International. Remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I, I paid the $4,000 or whatever to get that into the That was the last book. time that you were clean-shaven. I, it was. And Mom uh, had that photo hung up. <laughs> well, let me tell this real quick. Michael, Michael had these like black and white photos made up and mom took out like his graduation photo and framed it with no glass in the in the frame oh man that was classic but yeah so they they sent us out there for the uh for the faces international convention and it was such a cheese fest that you want to know who the guest speaker was Jeff Conaway from Taxi, who is also no longer with us. Oh, man. He did play Kanicki in Greece, but um, yeah, so that, that, that I, I remember it for that reason. Like they, I happened to be in L.A. when they both died, and I want to say uh, that Marlon Brando's son killed a guy that weekend, too. I didn't see that one, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. was uh, 64 years old when he passed away, and if you want to get uh, a good laugh in after the show... Laugh in! Google his appearance with Archie Bunker on All in a Family. Oh, the kiss! Oh, it's that was an amazing piece of television. Norman Lear, uh, an absolute groundbreaker. Uh, as, as politically incorrect as that show is uh, today, I think that the millennials and zillennials or whatever's coming up after them should really watch that and get a taste of something real. And for you Z93 diehards out there, in 2010, American singer-songwriter Ronnie James Dio dies at age 67. Has it been that long? You know, people don't realize that Dio got his start in the doo-wop era when our father Frank was uh, still listening to the radio. He didn't really go anywhere, but he um, I, I, it was like Ronnie and the Diplomats or something like that. But uh, you can you can go on YouTube and, and Google it. You can, he's got like the slick back hair and the whole bit. Uh, great voice. And from what I recall, I interviewed him back in the in the 90s. A uh, really genuine dude. Was he involved with Black Sabbath? He was uh, the replacement for Ozzy, and they had a couple of hits with Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Yeah. And then he went on to his own successes with his band Dio. Uh, I saw him at the Civic Center, the Holy Diver Tour. He was a great guy. I, I, was, I remember being visibly shaken when I heard of his passing. If you guys are a fan of MTV, you might remember this next stop-motion claymation. Peter Gabriel did it with Sledgehammer. This next song, he did it as well. Big time. It's the Colvin Brothers on... Z93. Hi there. I'm on my way. I'm making 
WBWC, New Pulse, Poughkeepsie. Don't get put in time out. Keep it here with the Coven Brothers on Z93. Divided 
to a stay or run away Leave it all behind It's times like these you learn to live again It's times like these you give and give again It's times like these you learn to love again It's times like these time, time again Coven Brothers on Z93, Foo Fighters, times like these. For Robin Texas, happy belated birthday to one of our favorite listeners. Is he a big uh, Foo Fighters fan? I always have it on the Army playlist for him. And, and I always have to mention that uh, he doesn't really remember this, but my good friend Kenji Sweeney down in Virginia uh, used to jam with Dave Grohl in the Washington, D.C. area before he made it big. Now, this past Sunday, I was over at my in-laws, and I was outside with my brother-in-law, you know Jonathan, mm-hmm. and it was me, him, and my father-in-law. We were just talking, going back and forth, and I'm enjoying some Stefano's. And, um, you know, I'm always listening. We're always listening on the show. And my father-in-law is talking about his eye doctor. Mm. And he go, and Jonathan's like, is, is it Dr. Wiener that you're seeing? And uh, my father-in-law deadpan goes, no, I think at this time I'm going to have to go see Dr. Wang. And I start <laughs> I dropped my fork, and I'm like, you realize I'm going to use this on the show? And Jonathan started laughing. He says, do it, kid. Do well, it, kid. I'll, I will say this. <laughs> I'll keep repeating this for as long as I live. I was 29 years old and had a colonoscopy. I am not making this up. Probably people out there know him from Dr. Buffa. Dr. Buffa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a completely random tangent. And speaking of random tangents, Michael does Instacart, and he's always texting me, kid, guess what they're playing at ShopRite down the street? It's always ShopRite. It's always ShopRite. Yeah, so uh, for a while there, we were doing the obscure Instacart song of the week, and I have to bring it back, because this is a song I really love, and I was supposed to see this group in Woodstock in 1993. It was Oscar night. Anyway, the show had been canceled, but there was no internet in the time, so we didn't find out until we got up to the Bearsville Theater, so the OB, our voice guy, and Wendy, who I hung out with all the time back then, uh, went to the town tinker and had a blast, watched the Oscars. The band is Belly in the song Feed the Tree, a 
great track. Belly. It's not to be confused with a 1990 hip-hop uh, gangster movie? No, not at all. <laughs> the whole album is solid. I really enjoy it. You going to play a little snippet for us? So that's this week's obscure song. Now, I've been doing Instacart for like six or seven months. It's a way that I've been trying to make ends meet because the pandemic destroyed our private DJ businesses. Got to make that cash money, yo. You certainly do. But um, the other thing that I've noticed is that as I've accumulated all of these listens, there is a song that's far and above the most commonly played in grocery stores. What is it? Voices Carry from Till Tuesday. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, well, we've played it on the show here when we did an 80s show. Yeah. But it's it's amazing how often that comes up. And, you know, Instacart isn't just like the grocery store, CVS, Petco, you know, there's a lot of stores that participate and I, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. So that's kind of a thrill. That was one of my first random jobs when I worked at the other radio station. Um, we got asked to go to all the different like McDonald's in the area. Right. And there was a thing called Muzak. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we had to go on top of all of the roofs. Oh, you were a music installer. We had to go there and fix the signal for yeah, all of the yeah. McDonald's. It was me, Sean, Albert. Yeah, so yeah. we made extra overtime money. Yeah, that's, that was a, that was a big uh, thing compl- back then. And now, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened while you're out doing the Instacart? I'm glad you asked, because this was just as recent as, as on Monday. I had to make a delivery to Main Street in Poughkeepsie. As I'm returning to the car after handing off uh, my wares, I kid you not, that we were talking about Tony Katane. This, this is, this, she could have gone this way, too. A, uh, a crackhead comes up and asks me for a dollar so she could get some coffee. And I was like, at first I had to make sure I didn't date her in the 90s, but oh, uh, I had to politely say, uh, no, I only carry credit cards, which is almost <laughs> true because I haven't had cash in so long. Oh, man. <laughs> We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Oh! Take my chances, I forgot how 
that you are. You're wonderful so far, and it's more than I hope for. I don't care what consequence it brings. I have been a fool for lesser things. I want you so bad. I think you are too. It's the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Billy Joel, longest time for everybody hanging out at Lily Logan's. We used to go there all the time when I uh, worked at the Renegades games now. I think it's called 21 Burgers. Uh-huh. I think they have 22 there, though, now. <laughs> um, but the Renegades, I mean, that's a big reason why we kind of moved. They're going to be on right after us on Z93. This is going to be the sixth and final game of their first homestand. And if you need tickets, go to hvrenegades.com. Check out Zoles and Glide and Joe Asanio. Just let me know when the Lowell Spinners are in town. I'm still mad at them for what they did in 1995. Uh, it's a huge rivalry, kid. Now, the Yankees and the Red Sox <laughs> on the minor league level, but it's a ball, high a ball. So the baseball is going to be a lot better. I'm really hoping the Martian Jason Dominicus makes his way because they're saying he's the next Mike Trout and Reggie Jackson, and I want to see this guy in living color. I just hope that with the uh, increased amount of games, that Bob Hand has enough tennis balls to make it through the season. <laughs> Bob Hand is forever a fixture, and going out to Bob is the Rolling Stones. We need to get out of here and mow our lawns. Those dandelions are no joke, son. Dandelion, another song from the Stones. Very good. See what you did there. That <laughs> could have worked in the game. Yes, folks. <laughs> That's what we do. We're the Coleman Brothers. You don't know what's going on. You've been away for far too long. You can't come back and think you are still there.